from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to The Burning Issue with your host, Yazid Kamaldin. Good evening, listeners. Tonight we have, we'll be tackling a topic that we have, as citizens of Cape Town, been talking about for the last few years. Now, Cape Town's water tariffs have been a contentious issue. In a few short years, we have gone from the worst drought to face our city and a potential day zero, that's when our taps were supposed to run dry, to our dams being almost 100% full. And civic organizations have called on the city of Cape Town, that's our local government, to reassess the water tariff structure. Now, this afternoon, we heard that the city of Cape Town's mayoral committee made a decision to lift water restrictions in Cape Town and to move to the lowest tariff from the 1st of November 2020. The tariff has already been approved by council as part of the set of tariffs for the city's 2020 and 2021 budget. In tonight's show, we will be unpacking this further to understand how what this means for us as citizens. And of course, we'll hear from a number of organizations. Among them will be Leslie Ashton from the Greater Cape Town Civic Alliance. We'll also have Sandra Dixon on the show. She's the founder of the Stop the City of Cape Town group. We'll also have Alderman Xanthia Limburg, the mayoral committee member for Water and Waste. We'll also have Brett Heron from the Good Party. He's, of course, someone who used to serve in the city of Cape Town. And we'll have Janine Mayberg from the Cape Chamber of Commerce to also unpack how this will impact on us. Now, we want to hear from you as well. I know that on the show we've talked about water affairs before. We've had most of these guests on the show before as well. You are welcome to contact us throughout the show on the WhatsApp number 072 2380712. That is 072 2380712. Our lines will also be open. The number in the studio is 021 4423530. That is 021 4423530. Now let's get straight into the show with our first guests and welcome them. Sandra Dixon, good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening. Yeah, it's you no stranger. I've had you on here before. Yes, yes, a couple of times. Yeah, and then we also have Leslie Ashton from the Greater Cape Town Civic Alliance. Leslie, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening and thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure. Now, look, Sandra, just remind our listeners, what is Stop the City of Cape Town in a nutshell? Can you tell us what it is that you do? In a nutshell, we, we were founded at, at the end of 2017 at the height of the drought. Um, at that time, the city wanted to bring in a, a drought charge and they wanted to link it to our property values. Okay. And Leslie, please tell us about Decided. your... Hello? Hello? Hi, Sandra, are you still there? We lose... Yes. We seem to be you breaking up. Can you tell? Are you done explaining what you do? We decided Hello? that uh, I think you must dial me again because the, the the line keeps on dropping. Okay. Well, if you have even a landline, I'll get our technician to get in, in touch with you. I don't have a landline. Okay. Well, our technician will phone you again. Leslie, tell us about the Greater Cape Town Civic Alliance. What exactly do you do? It's been a st- long established, and we represent a group uh, or like-minded civic associations on common issues that we uh, approach the city for and we um, 
um, su- support uh, common issues where it's not just a specific local ratepayers issue, but something that is common to the greater Cape Town. And um, this last year or two, we've been a little bit quiet, but we are getting ready and preparing and uh, focusing on, on, on our issues going forward. And this being one of them is the water tariffs. Mm-hmm. Now, this afternoon, the city of Cape Town said that it will be dropping the water tariffs. And, you know, this seems to be good news. We've all been waiting for, you know, better prices for our water. Um, the city, as citizens, we've gone through so much already. You know, it's been up and down. It's been day zero. Then it's been this and that. What do you guys make of this, the city's intention to drop the water tariffs? Well, um I'm talking on a broad basis. Uh, the city seems to react, knee-jerk react to voices and noises. And that is possibly the way they are structured and it's all the processes that they go before the officials can recommend and the councillors approve and all that goes along with it. Unfortunately, even this drop to zero level or whatever level now is not going to make a huge impact to the actual household costs of each individual family throughout the p- peninsula. In as much as safe, one um, averages 15 kilo- uh, kilolitres a month usage, um, that would be 360 rands, 390 rands thereabouts. There's going to be a small drop, about 40 rands in that with a new uh, lev- uh, levy of tariffs. But the, the secondary part of it, which people forget, is that Two-thirds of that is costed out on sanitation, um, and that is not a measured amount. It is straight off the, the figure of the water ut- usage. So you've got those double figures that are there on your account, and plus there's VAT added to it as a service charge. And um, this is where you know, it's being not measured. Even if you take off your grey water and you, uh, you're still going to pay for it as if you used... two-thirds of the um, sanitation. So that's where the costs are. And people are recovering or trying to recover from the COVID impact. And I believe the city should have some sort of ability to... um, to space or, or soften the impact on, of, of, of these utilities because it's a, a fundamental right and cost that every household, every person in Cape Town carries. And this is where, with, with all the complications of um, the different acts that the city operates under, be it the Municipal Finance Management Act and the Public Finance Management Act and all of these um, and the Municipal Systems Act, the general population just does not get to understanding it. And the budget is already set for 2021. So the city won't move, no matter how much we howl and and protest. Um, they won't move Look, because their Leslie, budget figures Leslie, are set. Lizzie, the main thing I'm getting out of you, that's information, is that you're saying that a household would only save about 40 rand a month on its water bill. On an average, yeah, it's a very it's a very small difference between the the two levels. Yeah, so you're saying this isn't really such a good news story after all. Well, you know, um, something cheaper is always good news, but it's not adequate because the the prices have been built in over a period of time and the needs. And what is the biggest concern is that 
the city is starting a water strategy launched now. But in fact, they've got consultation reports, which we pay dearly for, that date back to 2011, which actually describes all the problems and issues that the city should have addressed long before 2020, 21 budget. Yeah, let's go to Sandra. Where we need to focus. Yeah. Sandra, what do you make of this? I mean, you've been basically lobbying the city to come down with its water prices for years now, you know. Um, So what do you make of this? Now the city finally says to us as citizens that they are going to drop the water tariff from the 1st of November. What do you make of this? Well, the city spun themselves into a corner um, at the beginning of this budget year by renaming Level 3 to Level 1. They merely renamed the, the, the level and the tariffs stayed the same. So in effect, we are currently paying Level 3 tariffs. And by doing this and being at level one, now the city, the only option they have is to go to this level zero or what they call a water-wise tariff, whatever that means. Now, to to support what what the other lady had said, is that for the first six kiloliters, we will be paying 55 cents less per kiloliter. So that's virtually nothing. And then the other important point is, if people's water consumption now goes up, does the sanitation, because if somebody uses arguments like 10 kiloliters of water, they are automatically billed uh, 70% of that 10 kiloliters. So seven kiloliters would be for sanitation. And the sanitation tariff is only coming down by about 48 cents for the first six kiloliters. So we think that the city gave the citizens a slap in the face and they took more than two months to take an elementary decision such as moving on an already preset tariff system from level one to level zero. So what we... As a, as a civic organization is asking for, is that the city revises the entire water tariff structure, the tariffs, the restrictions, the free basic water that they took away, as well as the, the much-hated pipe levy that we have been putting up since uh, 2018. Look, that's a lot of like things, okay, that you're mentioning there. Now, I will have the city's mayoral committee member on the show later, and I would like to present some of those proposals to her. So, I mean, the first is that you are saying the city should revise its water structure. And, I mean, for example, let's just go through that again. What do you think the city should revise exactly? Now, the first no? thing they should do is yeah. look at the, the, the six kiloliters free water that they just took away. Um, in tw- up to 2017, we used to get the first six kiloliters for free, and um, and that got taken away. At first, the city charged us four rands per kilo. So are you saying the six kiloliters should come back? So that was an absolute handsome increase uh, during the drought. Um, it, it was inspired, in quotations, by the drought. Secondly, on top of that, the city came in with this new punitive water structure, and we all remember the level 6B and level 6 and level 5 water tariffs, of which this level 0 that that we are going to now is part of the structure 
which is it is it is fixed. The, the, it's like a table, and the city reads the the tariff and the water restriction level of that table, depending on what water restriction they decide on. So, so that that whole table that they use need to be restructured, and then on top of taking away the free water and 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 increasing our tariffs substantially by hundreds of percentage points, the city also introduced. A levy, and the operative word is that the levy was introduced on top, but we are told that it's for maintenance. But there was no recognition for this new on top charge by lowering our tariffs in any shape or form. Okay, let's go for a quick ad break. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more. So we are now going to um, get the final remarks um, from Sandra. Sandra, um, just tell us a bit more about what you see as the way forward, though, because your campaign Stop City of Cape Town certainly won't stop, right? I mean, it's something that's... Definitely not. Mm -hmm. Okay. What we would like and what we would continue to ask the city is to revise the water tariff structure. We also are looking at the electricity. That, that is another, another issue. But at present, the way the city has structured the, uh, the water tariff system was done one-sided. Because what happened on uh, the 19th of January when this tariff structure was, was voted in by council... They cancelled the drought charge, which they wanted to bring in, but within seconds, they introduced this draconian new system. And we are appealing to the city, it's at the moment budget time, and we are appealing to the city to, during this budget time, to allow public input, and the city should also disclose their costs for the water so that we can see where and how the water tariffs are being calculated by the city. Well, the city, for example, says in its statement released today, and I'm going to quote, they say, what our residents may not know is that city water costs on average four cents per liter in comparison to approximately 10 rand per liter for shop-bought bottled water. So there they're giving a price. They're saying the cost is on average four cents per liter. Well, that is the most ludicrous comparison I've ever come across. I've heard it before. And the city must tell me, how am I going to bath in a two-liter bottle of Coke, Coca-Cola, or in a two-liter uh, canister of milk? You cannot compare any liquid substance to water. It just does not make sense. I mean, I think they're comparing water to water. By saying it's, I think what they're trying to show here is that the cost of the water is four cents, and what they're trying maybe to communicate is transparency, which is what you are asking for. No, that's not transparency. That transparency, they are trying to justify that we are paying four cents per liter uh, for a liter of water, but another liquid like Coca-Cola, a liter of Coca-Cola will cost us 12 rands or 10 rands or something like that. 
So that is the comparison they are trying to make and telling us that bodies of water, may call it that, but where a lot more processing is going in and a lot more um, is going in, they try to prepare that to water, which, which is a basic right and something that is supplied by the, the central government. Rain is for free. The other thing that I question the city on as well is the levy was brought in initially, the pipe levy, um, because there was lots of talk during the drought that the city was going to augment our water supply. Now, I have a huge problem with that because the city said they will increase the bulk water supply. Now the city was interfering with DWS, who is in charge of the dams. After the three years, the city has not produced significant more augmented water. We still have the same amount of water in the same dams running through the same pipe. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to ask Cynthia about that later on in the show because there was talk of desalination and and, all the money that... And DWS only increased their selling the water from the dams to the city by smallish percentages, nothing near to what the city is doing to consumers. So the city is buying water for next to nothing and they're charging citizens a fortune for it. Okay. Leslie, any input from your side? Yeah, I'm quite amused at at the uh, equation from water to Coca-Cola, but it's almost the same as the farm. I must just clarify, though. Sorry, I must just clarify. That was a comparison that Sandra has mentioned, but I have read very specifically from the city of Cape Town. I appreciate that, but it's almost the same as the farmer might get 10 cents a litre of milk, but when we buy it at the shop, it costs us 12 rands a litre for the same bottled milk. So it's, it's a little bit entertaining where, where all the costs in between have just been sort of ignored. And this is where the city is not accountable. And I, I refer to this uh, report that I've read on the South African water services sector has access to a wide range of finance resources. Uh, the report that is, uh, it was an investigation into the water infrastructure, development financial allocation pathways in municipalities dated 2011. And in that same report, it actually says other inefficiencies that creep in via that the tariff process are related to the price inelasticity of tariffs, which simply results in costs being passed on to the end consumer and collection inefficiencies, which either inflate the cost of service provisions or result in a disjuncture between revenue collected and the expenditure budget. And this is where we need to understand the budget and all the the complications that are thrown at in a thousand words. That's where we need accountants, legal minds to actually analyze, because I don't believe our councillors have an adequate opportunity to understand the concepts. I don't even know if the directorates themselves get their teeth in it and understand the broader picture, because as I say, this problem isn't just today's problem. It started 20... 11 when this uh, report was written and and nothing has really been addressed and it's a knee-jerk reaction okay we've had the drought in between and as i said the people are suffering financially and be now becoming aware because it's hurting our pockets is uh, is what value are we getting for the services and the actual cost of the water yeah. and this is where we need to all apply ourselves and be part of the 
public participation processes for what value they are um, and get involved so that we can have a say over what we have to pay going forward. Leslie and Sandra, thank you so much for joining us on Burning Issue. It's always important for us to get voices from communities on the show. After the break, we are going to be bringing on the City of Cape Town's Mayoral Committee member for Water and Sanitation. So, Sandra and Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. It was a huge pleasure. Uh, do we do we discontinue our calls now? Yes, because we are going for an ad break now. And then when we come back, you are more than welcome to listen in, of course, to our interview with Xanthia Limburg from the city of Cape Town after the ad break. Thank you very much. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. And this evening we are talking about a reduction in water tariffs as announced today by the city of Cape Town. We are now going to welcome to the show Xanthia Limburg, and she's the mayoral committee member for water and waste at the city of Cape Town to unpack the city's announcement a little bit more. Xanthia, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening, Yazid, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to have you back. No stranger to this show. Definitely. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. So, Xanthia, we've seen the statement from the city of Cape Town saying that a decision has been made to lift water restrictions in Cape Town and to move to the lowest tariff from the 1st of November 2020. Can you please tell us what exactly this means for the consumer? Well, it's an annual assessment that we do as we lead up to the end of the hydrological year. Uh, There's a water steering committee that's made up of all of the different users within the Western Cape Supply System, and Cape Town is one of them, and the National Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, They then make uh, recommendations around what restrictions and tariffs should be applicable for the new hydrological period. And based on the findings of that committee, which has recommended uh, the lifting of restrictions, um, the City of Cape Town's mayoral committee today uh, in a rep- report um, that was before it, uh, approved and supported the removal of restrictions and the lowering of tariffs uh, to what we call um, the water-wise tariff or the no-restriction tariff. And essentially what that means for uh, residents is that they can expect a slight reduction in the current water um Tariffs, which will ultimately mean that the monthly bills uh, for water and sanitation uh, will see a slight reduction. Okay. Um, now, what exactly was the factors that led to this decision? So there were three key considerations. Um, one, the National Department of Water and Sanitation, they do their own modeling. Uh, and based on that modeling, they took the decision to lift uh, restrictions for the entire Western Cape water supply system. Um, and it was obviously based on, on that key recommendation that the city also did its modeling. Uh, the city's modeling uh, and assessment and predictions indicate that uh, we will, if we reduce restrictions, uh, we will 
be in a relatively safe position and we won't see dam levels decline anything lower than uh, 50% by next year winter. And added to that, uh, we believe that the current uh, storage uh, capacity uh, allows for a reduction in the tariff um, to encourage higher levels of consumption. So the assessments and the modeling done uh, took all of those key factors into consideration and ultimately led to the recommendation that came before mayor- the mayoral committee meeting today, and it will be going to the full council next week. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you mentioned um, in one of your responses, you mentioned the word slight reduction. Uh, we've had just before the break, we've had um, grassroots movements on the show. And one of them said that the slight reduction feels like, a, and I quote, a slap in the face because it's it's going to come to only about 40 rand a month for per, per household. Is that in any way correct? Well, it all depends on the level of uh, consumption. So every household will be different depending on how much they consume. Uh, Remember also if uh, any household is uh, registered as indigent, they don't um, have to pay the fixed water charge and they'll obviously receive a certain portion of their water consumption for free. So it's all dependent on on the level of consumption. But essentially, in the first step of um, the tariff, which is if you consume uh, anything up to six kiloliters, uh, there's a 55 cents reduction. Uh, In the second step, which is anything between six kiloliters and 10.5 kiloliters, there is a one rand 60 um, seven cents reduction. And in the third step, which is anything above 10.5 kiloliters and 35 kiloliters, uh, there's um, a close on four and almost reduction. So it's all dependent on the uh, level of consumption per household that will ultimately determine what the individual impact will be. Okay. So... Also, when we talk about lifting water restrictions, given that we've come out of recent years of encouraging consumers and citizens citizens to be water wise, I mean, you know, it seems to be a different message going out now when people hear the word no restriction versus water wise. Well, thank you for raising that because I think it's such a vital point that you actually raised. Uh, It will be the first time since 2015 that there will essentially be a lifting of restrictions or no restrictions. Um, And the first time in six years that dam levels are at the point that that they are at the moment, which is close on 100%. Um, But we have made it very clear uh, that the no restriction is essentially what we term a water-wise restriction and a water-wise tariff in that even though it allows and permits and it encourages um, some higher level of consumption, uh, there is still within that um, a requirement to be water smart and water conscious. So we have reconfigured the restrictions during the height of the drought to uh, align to our new realities. Um, And so those new restrictions... Uh, even at the lowest level, still requires residents to be 
water conscious in in their daily uh, operations and in their use of water. So it's not a complete um, abuse of water. Uh, it still uh, requires a, a great level of, of understanding and protection and conservation of what will remain a scarce resource. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, what's very important also is, of course, the pockets of families and households. I mean, I know that at some point there were tariffs, uh, uh, sorry, there were sort of like um, additional fees that people were paying um, to whether it was for maintenance or um, I mean, there was during the um, drought period as well, you know, people were asked to put a bit extra into the, the kitty for the for, for your department. I mean, is that still something that people will be paying going forward? I believe that you are referring to the fixed uh, basic delivery charge. Um, and so Yes, that will still be in place. The city also um, reconfigured the tariffs during the drought because we realized that the existing tariff, which was purely usage or consumptive-based, wasn't sustainable um, going forward. It was something that we were aware of prior to the drought. But during the drought, particularly when we were needing residents to drastically reduce their consumption, it obviously also meant that uh, income uh, for that service also drastically reduced. And that makes it difficult when you need to sustain a service, bearing in mind that there are fixed uh, costs um, linked to the service. And essentially the fixed uh, charge which the city introduced, which is, very similar to fixed charges in almost every other municipality, uh, contributes a fixed and guaranteed income towards the fixed operational cost. So at the moment, the city, through um, the fixed basic charge, is able to at least bring in about 20% of our income to cover the fixed operational costs for running the service because you would obviously um, be quite mindful of the fact that if you have very high levels of fluctuation in your income, it also obviously places the service under great strain and things such as maintaining all of the infrastructure linked to the service, whether it be your wastewater treatment plants, your sewer and your water reticulation systems um, and pump stations, all of those things still need to be maintained and operate no matter what consumption levels are all no matter how much water is in the National Department of Water and Sanitation dams, which the city draws from. Mm -hmm. Now, we do also understand that in recent years, the city of Cape Town has spent money on developing other uh, sources of water. We've had desalination plants. We've had talk about aquifers. What, what is happening in that regard and how is that supplementing our future water security? Because with nature, one also just doesn't know where things can go. Absolutely. You're com- completely correct. Rainfall will remain unpredictable and we will continue to be vulnerable to climate change impacts. And uh, many studies at the moment show that droughts will become a permanent um, feature in not only Cape Town, but South Africa with water future. And so we need to protect ourselves against that. Um, and so the city has learned um, from the drought and the importance of diversifying our water resources will remain a priority for us. 
Uh, it is for this reason why we developed the water strategy, which was adopted by our council last year. And within that water strategy, there are a number of water augmentation schemes that will add uh, additional bulk water supply to Cape Town from desalination, water reuse, as well as aquifers. Um, and that work is progressing. Uh, just in August, we had the first um, water from the Table Mountain Group aquifer enter the Stembrus Dam that is currently producing 15 million litres of water per day. Um, when we reach the completion of uh, the work around um, the boreholes in that particular catchment, it will contribute about 30 million litres of water per day towards Cape Town's overall water supply. That it will be complemented by ongoing work in the Atlantis Aquifer, which we are, have been drawing from for some time, as well as the Cape Flats Aquifer. The temporary desalination plants um, that were installed during the peak of the drought have come to uh, a completion, a contractual completion, but plans are underway for a larger scale permanent desalination plant. And water reuse, which is essentially uh, the repurposing and the additional treatment of wastewater, is also a key um, contributor to that overall bulk water supply, which aims to increase Cape Town's additional bulk water supply by 300 million litres from a diverse set of sources uh, within the next 10-year period and increasing that over time. Yeah. Um, this will be obviously coupled with um, removal of alien invasive vegetation in catchment areas and all of our demand management programs. So all of that work is ongoing um, and we are planning to obviously ensure we give regular communication and updates around the progress of that work. Yeah. Now, Xanthia, something that's been going around in social media and it's coming through on our WhatsApp line as well, people have the impression that because the dams have been full and now it's almost 100% full and you've also mentioned additional water supply, you know, augmented services and so on, people would have the impression that they would be paying less for water. What is your response to that from the city of Cape Town? Well, tariffs are set in order to recover the costs for running, for providing the service and running the service. Uh, the city purchases bulk water from the National Department of Water and Sanitation, uh, who obviously oversees the overall Western Cape water supply system, which is a shared set of dams which the city draws from. Uh, that bulk water is raw water that still has to go through various stages of treatment. So the tariff factors in all of those costs as well as the wastewater that is treated at the end of the process. In addition, the tariff covers all of our uh, future water resource um, augmentation scheme uh, projects as well. So the tariff is not in any way set to recover a profit, but merely to ensure we have sufficient income to sustain the service. And as I've indicated, a significant component of that service remains fixed uh, costs and is, is essentially separate from 
consumption levels or uh, what the dam levels are at a very uh, at any point yeah, in time. Yeah. And and so that is what needs to be, I think, um, just factored into how the city uh, structures the water and sanitation tariffs. Gotcha. Look, I'm going to go through some of the WhatsApp messages. You certainly don't have to feel obliged to respond to them, but it's part of our um, it's part of the show that we acknowledge our, our listeners' input as well. And listener zero one one five is saying that the lowering the lowering the water tariffs is a DA election strategy for votes. That's one opinion coming through. Um, another opinion coming through fr- from listener two seven eight six saying constitutionally water is a basic right. The pipe charge is illegal. So I'm guessing the person feels water and everything should be free. Not sure. Then listener um, five six eight seven is also against tariffs, saying that due to the... Okay, wait. We have contrib- we have been contributing for years towards maintenance. It's ridiculous how people hold on to the money of honest citizens. These are just opinions coming through. And then listener... F- 3523 says, I feel we don't appreciate what we have. We waste water as if it's man-made. We don't realize if we run out of water, we can't make water. I feel the more you pay for something, the more you'll appreciate it and you'll be more responsible for the quality of water we get in the city of Cape Town. The tariff is the low. And then listener 6535 asks the question, I would like to know how the city is calculating the sewage amount 122 rand and the refuse amount 137 rand a month in the Cape Flats. Then what is the anyway? That I don't I know what that, what that's about. I mean, is that something that you are, are able to talk to? How the how the city calculates the sewage amount, uh, Xanthia? Yes, yes, I am happy to comment on that. Yeah, maybe I'll start off with saying um, the lowering of the restrictions and the tariffs. Is, is not a political gimmick or election campaign effort. Uh, it's a, the assessment is done on an annual basis, and it's a standard process that's undertaken by uh, all of the users within the Western Cape Water Supply System, and it's overseen by the National Department of Water and Sanitation. There's a steering committee uh, that meets to uh, look at the modelling and to make the determination for the new hydrological period, which starts on the 1st of November, um, and that hydrological year ends uh, the following year at the end of October. So that's an annual process that we undertake every single year. Um, and obviously, if the modelling um, and the predictions indicate that there is uh, room to lower the tariffs and make the necessary adjustments, obviously, that is based on scientific data and evidence. Um, and it is not in any way aligned to any political campaign yeah. or election efforts. Mm-hmm. And then um, the issue around the fixed basic delivery charge, and that uh, the one caller indicated that it is illegal. Uh, I Just once again, this uh, fixed basic charge is in place in almost every single municipality across South Africa. Essentially, Cape Town maybe came late to, to implementing this. But it has been introduced and implemented in many municipalities for the purposes of bringing greater sustainability uh, and security to the service from an income perspective so that ongoing maintenance to run the service is not in any way, um, you know, restricted uh, 
and so that needs to be be pointed out. And if you make a, if you attempt to make a comparison between Cape Town's water and sanitation tariffs and that of other uh, municipalities, particularly metropolitan municipalities, you'll realise that we are either on par or we have lower um, tariffs when compared to other municipalities. The latest cost of living indices uh, in industry survey once again also indicate that Cape Town has the lowest basic utility costs when compared to the other major metropolitans. And I think that once again just reinstates our attempts to ensure that the service remains affordable and we provide relief to indigent um, and they are not uh, they are exempt from paying the fixed charge. Uh, the sanitation charge uh, or tariff is structured based on 70% of your water consumption. Um, and so that's how that particular tariff is, is structured. Okay. Let's go through some of the other WhatsApp messages. So um, I'm just going to read them out. Uh, listener 8691 says has shares the opinion that the city was forced to lower restrictions as the public made a huge noise about unfair billing practices and faulty WCDs. You have already responded to that, explaining the process, so no no, no, no worry about that. Then listener 1018 wants to know, is the city letting surplus water run into the sea? So, I've, yes, I've already responded to the first one uh, in terms of the second one. Well, the city um, during the drought particularly took great efforts to try and um, recoup spring water in particular um, and treat that water in order to for it to be uh, added to our bulk water distribution networks. Um, we obviously uh, targeted and prioritized springs that uh, were more viable uh, to ensure that we could maximize on larger yields. And that uh, spring water is, is something that we still benefit from and provides daily uh, water yeah. supply to our bulk supply. Mm. And Cynthia? obviously our efforts in that regard will continue. Santhi, yeah. we need to break for the Ishai um, Salah now. I just want to ask you very, very quickly, is the information, I'll read out the website later, but is the information on who exactly an indigent is on the city of Cape Town's website? Yes, that okay, information cool. is Yes, there. that's the answer. And then the last question, are the desalination plants still in existence? Because one of our listeners feels that it's, or thinks it's been decommissioned and sold off to Mozambique at a loss. The temporary desalination plants were um, set up for a two-year contractual period. The Strandfontein desalination plant reached its contractual uh, end date in June of this year, and so now it's in formal decommissioning stage. The Monwabisi uh, desalination plant also reached its contractual conclusion uh, in September, so it's also entering a decommissioning phase. Uh, and the VNA water desalination plant, um, unfortunately, there were contractual disputes between the city and the contractor, um, and that is still uh, in a legal dispute process. Um, but essentially, the city has learned from those temporary desalination plants and that have, will be applying those learnings to the larger scale uh, permanent desalination plant, which is also being planned. Thank you so much. And that's Anthea Limburg. I have so many more questions I could ask you, but we have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for making time for Burning Issue. Thank you very much.
Assalamu alaikum and good evening. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Now, before the break, we spoke to Xanthia Limburg, and she's the mayoral committee member at the city of Cape Town. And we, of course, had her outlining the different, uh, what this all means, you know, the statement that the city released today saying that they would lift water restrictions in Cape Town and also move to the lowest tariff. Now we want to bring on two more guests now to talk about what this means and of course also understand if this really is good news for citizens of Cape Town. We're now going to welcome to the show Brett Heron. He's from the Good Party. Brett, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. Hi, good evening, Brett. Hello. Hi, can you hear us? You're live on yes, air. Hi. Yes, hi. Good evening. I can hear you. Fantastic. And we also welcome Janine Mayberg. She's the president of the Cape Chamber of Commerce. Janine, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening, Yosit, and good evening to the listeners. Wonderful. So, Brett, what do you make of the city's decision to lower the water restrictions, you know, in our city? And and just to, to say, of course, that Brett used to work for the city of Cape Town. He was a mayoral committee member as well. Brett, so you understand the city. You know decision-making processes in the city. What do you make of this decision? Well, I think the decision was unavoidable. Um, we must remember that the um, the water restrictions and their tariff structures were implemented as a consequence of the drought. Um, and with the dams at um, 100% capacity and with projections for um, the dams um, in the long term remaining about 50% capacity, um, it was impossible for the city to justify being um, on a higher tariff level and um, maintaining some of the restrictions that were not needed. So I think the decision was inevitable. Um, and of course, the, the tariff has gone down to, to the lowest level, but it is still a tariff that, is, that, increase, that includes the, the fixed um, uh, pipe levy. Um, so it is still a, a tariff that has built into it the, some of the drought um, um, mitigation um, uh, measures. Yeah, I mean, Xanthia argues that it's important for the city to have maintenance uh, fees, you know, included in, in what citizens pay. Well, I mean, it's, you know, before the drought, the, um, the water tariff covered the operational costs of the, of the reticulation system and the maintenance costs. So it was built into the tariff um, that you paid per litre. Or kiloliter. Now you you have a fixed pipe fee depending on the size of the pipe that um, services your house, um, and then you have the the consumption tariff. Um, so when the when that tariff was implemented, it, it wasn't that the city um, sort of separated the existing tariff out into a fixed tariff and and the consumption tariff. Um, it added the, the fixed tariff, so it's not necess- It's not really true that the um, that the, the current tariff structure hasn't changed. It has changed substantially in that there's been an additional tariff, tariff added, which is this fixed pipe fee. Mm-hmm. Now, Janine, from the business community, does this signal good news, or is it not enough? Well, it's good news, and we are very pleased to hear it. But the city could hardly insist on maintaining the restrictions when we know that the dams are overflowing and we know that the, the long-term projections. Um, every little bit helps, but the emphasis is basically on little. Um, it will not really make a dark, marked difference 
to the consumer. And we know that the city always uh, ensures that their income, they, they have an income, remains the same regardless. So we are still paying a lot more than we should. And that is just been explained to us by Brett Heron with the fixed levy that's already worked into the tariff that we are currently paying. Mm-hmm. Now, Bruce, coming back to the concerns of citizens. Now, on this show, we do hear from citizens regularly. They send us WhatsApp messages. They do phone in as well. They, the assumption is that because the dams are full and um, there's now an, a steady supply of water, that the city should come down with its prices. Now, you in politics and you understand, of course, um, you know how how these things work as well from being a city uh, employee. I mean, is that a logical expectation, though? It's um, it's a it's a credible expectation, and and it's not an unreasonable expectation. Um, but the um, the way the city has adopted its budget in um, in July or for July first of July, twenty twenty, was a tariff structure that had at the lowest level the, the no restrictions level, which is what we're moving to now from the first of November if it's approved by council. That is the lowest tariff that was adopted by council. Um, and unless the legislation has changed, and I don't think it has since I've left, um, you, you can make other adjustments in your budget, but you cannot adjust tariffs. So even if the city was amenable to adjusting the tariff below um, that, that level one, um, it is not permitted to do so until the new budget, which will come into effect from the 1st of um, July 2021. So it's caught itself in this position where it can't lower the tariffs if it was amenable to, to it. And that may be poor planning or poor foresight, um, but it's also a, a bit of an, an escape route if the, if the city is not amenable to it because they're not also not permitted to implement a tariff that's not approved as part of the main budget. Yeah. Well, let's go for a quick break, because when I come back, I'd like to talk about COVID and its economic impact and how all of this relates to each other. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Online, we still have Brett Heron. He's from Good Party. And we also have Janine Mayberg, President of the Cape Chamber of Commerce. Now, before the break, I mentioned that we would like to also get into COVID-19 because we know that the economic impact that this has had or the restrictions linked to COVID-19 has been quite severe on many people around the world and, of course, here in Cape Town, too. Now, we need to ask ourselves, you know, in terms of the city of Cape Town and the realities, the economic realities of the citizens that it serves, I mean, Brett, you know, the tough financial impact of COVID-19 on consumers and businesses has been felt widely. Do you think the Cape Town, the city of Cape Town, sorry, government understands the economic realities linked to this? And, you know, because people complain often that the electricity and the water prices um and what people are charged by the city just keeps seems to be going up and up and up. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that there are, there are a number of incidents that we've witnessed um, throughout this pandemic period, um, which could lead one to to question the um, the city's um, connection to people's lived experiences. So we we saw that there was 
um, a, there had to be a cry from residents for um, some um, COVID-19 relief in terms of um, services charges. Um, there was a very strange and very slow response to um, the um, informal trading permits when the regulations allowed informal trading to resume. The city took about six weeks to, to allow those traders to resume their trading. So I think that there's, um, there is a bit of a distance between the city's um, um, attitude and the lived reality of residents, businesses, and um, micro enterprises like informal traders, um, and how they are, and how people of Cape Town are struggling um, just to survive from one month to the next. Um, and I think the city, as a, uh, our city's government, um, can do a lot more um, to alleviate some of that pressure, and also to um, start stimulating some economic growth within within the, the city region. Mm-hmm. Janine, do you think that the business community would even feel any uh, impact positively of this water tariff uh, announcement made today? Well, uh, as I said before, I, I think it, it will be minuscule, but it, any little bit does help. Uh, we have a challenge, though, that it appears that um, the city does not want to take into consideration their current expenditure, and it's, it's a old bugbear of the salary increases. So the expenditures increases, and they are not cutting it, taking into consideration the reality of what people are dealing with, and not on a month-to-month basis, as was mentioned, but basically on a day-to-day basis, that the city has to take that into consideration when they charge the rates and the water and the, on a daily basis people are suffering not only economically but also emotionally which impacts them drastically mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean w- can you just clarify your point a bit more about the salaries well the, the, the city on a yearly basis the, the um, city staff um, get an over and above inflation increase and for years and years the chamber has opposed that because despite what's going on, despite COVID, despite the drought, despite shortages, the staff, city staff, um, still get over and above um, increases, mm-hmm. over and above inflation increases. Mm-hmm. So and it's just, the, the excuse is always it's a, it's a Salga decision, but um, if that is, everybody else has to have taken cuts, but the city still gets over and above salary increases. Mm-hmm. I mean, the city certainly is indicating that we are now out of any form of conversation around day zero by saying that there are no restrictions and also that they are moving to the lowest tariff. Um, I mean, what do you think about this message? Either one can answer. What do you think about this message of no restrictions? Well, I don't think that we should ever go back to using water as freely as we did. So um, we should, no restrictions is good, but we should still say that people should use it sparingly um, where necessary. Uh, The city took a while to come to the party when there, there was a drought, but with the cooperation of the consumers, uh, they was unable to turn it around. But we, we can't now just say it's a free-for-all. 
to just go on spending or using water as we consuming water as we have before before the drought. Uh huh. And Brett, do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Janine that, I mean, it was a massive effort to change behavior. You know, it is very difficult to change people's behavior and to change a whole city of nearly you know, 5 million people, to change the behavior of consumption um, is a massive achievement. Um, and we all went through it together. Um, and so it doesn't make sense to me that we just sort of give it all up. Um, we should rather use the, the opportunity to change behavior in other parts of consumption because the, the earth is not, um, is not an endless resource and, and so we need to manage how we're consuming um, you know, the resources that, that we have. So I think that it's a wrong message to say that there's no restrictions. It's also not true that there are no restrictions. Um, there, are, there are still some rules in place, like you can't water your garden after nine or between nine in the morning and six in the evening. So there are some water-wise rules in place, but it would be wrong for people to suddenly start consuming as if um, we don't live in a water-scarce area. Mm-hmm. I just quickly want to share again with our listeners, the decision to lift water restrictions and lower water tariffs are based on the following key Considerations, And this is now me going to be reading directly from the city of Cape Town's statement that was made today. Um, and I think it's important because this is what the city says has motivated it from moving to the lowest tariff. And the first is it, the city says that uh, the National Department of Water and Sanitation Um, has in fact lifted uh, its restrictions applicable to the Western Cape water supply uh, system of shared dams, of which Cape Town is one of the users. So they're saying it's because the National Department of Water has lifted its restrictions, right? And And this is also because the Western Cape dams have reached 100%. The city is also saying that its projections indicating dams are unlikely to drop below 50% by next winter. So they're saying the dams will mostly be full. It won't drop to below 50% by next winter. And they continue to say the lifting of all restriction measures, except for existing water regulations permanently in place due to the proactive management of water resources, will allow for water-wise usage. That's what it says. And finally, the city also says... The city projections also indicating the latest anticipated water usage patterns for the coming summer will be sufficient to allow the lowering of water and sanitation tariffs. So they're saying we will be okay in Cape Town in summer. So those are the three determining factors that has uh, sort of led to the city saying that citizens can pay less for water. I just really wanted to reiterate those points so that our listeners uh, have that information. So, Britt and Janine, let's get some closing remarks from you. Is there anything else you feel you want to add or anything that you want to share that's important in relation to our topic? Yeah, well, I would like to uh, caution the city that they must realize that the ratepayers do not have an inexhaustible supply of money to pay rates so that it can't continuously be escalating. There must be some cutting of expenditure. Okay, thank you, Janine, for that. And Brett, any closing remarks or comments from your side? 
Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I agree with Janine's comment that um, that we need a more prudent approach to financing and budgeting in the city um, and that there are some areas in the city's budget that um, that need to be addressed in terms of runaway costs and staffing is one of them. And we seem to have a government that um, responds after public pressure on issues. We know that earlier this year there were some exorbitant um, salary increases, and Janine mentioned this for executive directors. Some of them were earmarked to get 30% salary increases, and it was only due to the public response that that was abandoned. So I think that um, the city does need to to finance and and budget more carefully and with a closer connection to the lived reality of of the people who live and work and the businesses that trade here. Um, And then I think on the water restrictions and the water tariffs, um, as I said at the beginning, there was it was unavoidable for the city to to move to the to level one um, and to lift those restrictions. But it is also important that as consumers we continue to um, to consume water, um, aware that we live in a in a water scarce area, and there will be f- um, you know more droughts down the line for the for for many of us who who um, continue to live in Cape Town. Well, thank you so much, Brett and Janine. Thank you for joining us on Burning Issue. Thank you. pleasure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. With that, we've come to the end of this week's edition of Burning Issue. I'll be back again next week, inshallah. Do stay tuned to the voice of the Cape for the rest of the evening. Enjoy it. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Assalamu alaikum. 